Hey everyone, welcome to the show. So I just wanted to talk a bit today about a subject that's it's it should be easy to talk about, but these days it's just becoming intense, and it shouldn't be, um, which is just identity and identity politics in, in general. When you put the word politics in something, you're already off to a bad start, but <clears throat> that's what it's become, unfortunately. I feel like, uh, again, like I said, the art of having a, a completely unbiased d- debate with someone, or at least if you both have your particular view or your particular side, to just have a conversation, to just have a conversation and, and listen and take in their point of view and, and you talk about yours. I, I still feel like that's not happening and it's, it's so sad. Um, there's people like Joe Rogan and Russell Brandt, uh, Ben Shapiro. Um, you know, these are all uh, very different people. Bill Maher. I, I listen to all these people because all of them are, are celebrities who, even though they have celebrity status, they haven't fallen into the trap of trying to bow down and please everybody, which let's be honest, I'm sorry to say that's what all celebrities, actresses, actresses and and actors do. Um, (laughs) that's just inherently, uh, uh, who they are usually and why they get into, to that kind of work. There's nothing wrong with that. We love actors and actresses, but they are, (laughs) sorry to say this, they are very needy and they need to be liked. And so they are easily swayed by cancel culture. But, uh, uh, you know, these guys still are willing to have a conversation, a debate, to let people come on with uh, different political views all over the spectrum. And even though they might say their piece and at the end still not agree, they, uh, they don't yell at each other. They don't get upset. They don't get emotional. They don't yell rhetoric. I can't stand that either. I can't stand someone who won't stop and listen, especially listen to scientific facts. And when you try to answer their question they get emotional and upset and that triggers them and they just spout rhetoric at you and they just have to keep saying the same things over and over even though they're based on no scientific logic or fact uh and sorry to say if you use logic and science uh you're going to win every time now within the scientific community their entire job is try to prove themselves wrong that's what they do they prove theorems and theories wrong they try to break them And when they can't, they go, shit, I guess one plus one does equal two. And it becomes the fabric of our universe and science. Anyway, my point is, is it's good to just have a discussion. And that's not happening a lot these days. You can't discuss certain things without someone getting triggered. And then, and then you're evil. You're wrong because you've upset them emotionally, even though your answer was trying to answer their question based on logic and fact, not even necessarily your opinion. And again, everyone's opinion counts, but sometimes only for so much, because if you are arguing facts, your opinion only goes so far, and then you have to bring in your extra um, <laughs> backup of science and logic and facts. And, uh, you know, like, like the man says, facts don't care about your feelings. Sorry, they don't. So, yeah, and you know, <clears throat> even these guys, Russell Brandt, Bill Maher, and Joe Rogan, they're all under fire now for, 
for literally just trying to, uh, you know, look up the facts and, and the people that are upset at these facts, uh, have a go at them. And they say that it's all conspiracy theory and, or they're, they're Nazis and hate mongers and, 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 you know, on down the line. And then you get a smear campaign on you. That's sad. That's really sad. But, you know, look, I do feel like they're winning. They're still out there. Um, anybody that just is a champion for, uh, you know, just a, a natural unbiased discussion between, between two or more people and respecting, listening, speaking in your turn, not yelling over them, uh, not, not going harumph and, and, and walking off. My God, politicians are doing this. I'm sure they've always done this, but it's just so embarrassing now when they're being asked hard questions to real problems in the world, especially in America. Yes, I do follow a lot of this in America. I think America has a lot of problems right now on not facing the truth. No one wants to face the truth. It sucks sometimes, but you have to. Once you get through it, it'll set you free. Uh, (laughs) That is another one as well. I know it sounds like a cheesy saying, but seriously, the, the truth will, will set you free because you, you can tell when you're in a, a cage of lies. You know, it eats away at you. And there's so many people that I think they just live each day with that lie until they believe it. But that's not good enough because you're just hurting others. So, yeah, first of all, to discuss these subjects is a tough one. But I want to discuss it because it's everywhere and it, it is starting to affect my life. How? Because it's affecting everything that you're, you're trying to, to live your life and escape. Like right now, you'd probably rather be hearing a podcast uh, about a movie review. I do those too. I love movies. I love music. I love entertainment. Uh, I love to talk about that industry and critique that industry with my friends. But now, these narratives and these politics and identity politics are infiltrating... <laughs> my world of escapism. Uh, and I'm not saying every movie I go to just have pure escapism and fantasy. Many movies are, are of course, based on, on, on fact and life. Or even if they're written as a story, as fiction, based on that writer's point of view and it comes to life and those characters come to life. And that's what we want. We want stories about characters, about everyone, all races, all genders. All movies have always encompassed this. But... Now I feel that movies are driven, not by the story, not by the character. They're driven by politics. Not all of them, but a lot of them, a lot of the mainstream ones. They're driven to give you a particular message without allowing for other points of view. And if you disagree with the point of view, you're wrong, you're a Nazi, you're a racist, you're a piece of shit. Done. Because the media says so. You know? So said the Lord, the media. You know, they really think they are the new hand of God. But, you know, when a movie is built around trying to sell you a certain narrative and a point of view, and it's about identity politics rather than the character, the character's race, the character's gender, rather than that character earning something based on merit or skill or triumph or something they've done, which all races and genders can do. Of course they can. But it's not because of that. I'm sorry. It's because of the individual. And that's what we want. We want stories about individuals. We like that. 
we don't want stories about an identity. It's, it's just getting old. So yeah, so if I can't escape it, I'm going to talk about it. Because if I go to a movie and I'm enjoying it, because it's just about normal life, we're all humans are equal and the same because we are, we're all the same. We're all in this fucked up world together and the world will kick your ass every day of the week. Everyone. I don't care what your sexual preference is, your religious preference, your race. The world will kick your ass. Trust me at any age, any gender, any country. If you don't believe that, if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's going to. That's life. Welcome to it. So we're all in this together. So we all go to the movies together, by the way, to enjoy them as a group and an audience. And I feel like a lot of people, when they see that, when something is trying to be, you know, forced down your throat, it's not like it's a bitter pill to swallow or you just can't handle it. It's just that you're really doing it in the wrong way and you're coming from the wrong place. Um, I'm not saying movies in the past haven't had a message or an agenda or, or, or been political. Writers and directors and actors all have something that they add to it and maybe their point of view. But they're not hostile against the audience. They don't hate the audience. That's the other thing I don't get, this hostility lately. There's such a hostility when it comes to subjects that are grant you, I get it, they're very emotional. So before I talk about something, and I'm gonna tell you what I'm leading up to, I am gonna talk about something that involves gender. I'm gonna talk about the swimmer, Leah Thomas. And I know it's been talked about and that triggers people immediately. And that's the transgender swimmer who was born a biological male and now identifies as a female and swims on the female swimming team. The only reason I'm talking about this is because, like anything, you pick your battles that you know are based on logic and science and fairness. And I will pick this battle every time. So that's what I'm leading up to, but it's going to take me a minute to get there because I feel like God knows I have to explain myself. Not that I'm going to get canceled. By the way, cancel culture only comes for those, you know, you're either worried about being canceled monetarily, you're bound in some corporate way, you have a sponsor, and it's going to hurt your bank. Yep, that's how they cancel you, 100%. They, they know that. The other way cancel culture gets you, and I'm sorry, it is a thing. There are people that seem to hunt those that don't follow their narrative because it's happening all over the place, and they want to go after you. I'm nobody. I mean, my God, the name of the show is I'm Not Famous. So uh, even if I become famous one day, the things I say, I will still back them because they are based on, on fact. But the other way to get canceled is if you are uh, inherently bound to derive everything you are from people liking you. And yeah, that, that does include most, if not all, celebrities. Uh, their life is built on how people feel about them. And sometimes from a monetary you know, point of view, sure, you have to be popular, you gotta make money, you gotta get booked a movie, a gig. But the other part of it is, again, I think inherently in the, in the personality of actors, uh, they really need to be liked. And it really, really uh, um, you know, gives them a, a tough punch to the stomach when, um, when someone slaps them on the hand and says, you've been naughty. 
So yeah, that's how you can get canceled as well in the um, court of public opinion. And that certainly affects uh, the media and, and the entertainment industry, which is why I think uh, it's, it's a bit of a mess right now. So yeah, so uh, still though, I'm just trying to say the, the right things that I feel so you know where I'm coming from before I tackle those tough subjects that's going to trigger somebody emotionally. So first of all, and I say this in a lot of podcasts, if I'm talking about a sensitive subject, I am very much live and let live. I've always been like that. I think most people are. I literally don't give a shit what you do. Out in the open or behind closed doors, I don't care. As long as you are not hurting other people, hurting yourself, or inciting others to hurt people based on what you're doing and what you believe. Besides that, I I don't give a shit. You can dress up like a banana. You can marry your car. You can dress up like a pup and do sadomasochist games. Oh, these aren't made up. These are real things. Why? Because the human mind is a complex thing and we're capable of some weird shit. And I'm not saying all things that I'm going to talk about is categorized as weird shit, but I'm sorry. A lot of things people do is, is fucking weird. So we're capable of the weirdest shit. And I really don't care. Nobody cares what you do. But you do have to live in society, and you do have to live with other humans. And, you know, do unto others as you've had done, you would have done unto you. Yeah, it sounds biblical because it is. Because it's logical. So that's the thing, first of all. I literally don't care what you do. But when you are starting to affect other people, and you are starting to affect their lives, and you're doing it based on the fact that you're under the belief of some rhetoric that you really have no actual scientific or logical understanding of, and you're just doing it to do it because it sounds good, or it's the group you're in, uh, I don't buy that. I don't buy that shit. I'm getting tired of the bullshit. Just getting tired of the bullshit. But first of all, and if you think this is getting too deep, you can just bow out. But you need to stop for a minute and just think of how you you look at everyone. Let's say you had like x-ray goggles on, but they did more than x-ray. You could put them on and you could be out in the city and look at a crowd of people and you've got the first lens on and you just see everybody's physical form, the outside, normal everyday people, men and women, gay, straight, Trans, old, young, black, white, Asian, German, Irish. I mean, that's the other thing. It's not just certain, certain sections of people. There are so many different types of people in the world, and it's amazing and fascinating and beautiful. So right there, you're looking at that. The world's an amazing melting pot, just in the physical form. And let's say you can flip the lens and see another part. And you look inside and you see that, well, there's, there's someone else in there looking, looking back at me. Now there's no physical form as such, not like you would, you would think a human being looks like because we're just the mechanism. We're the tool. You know, our brain is the computer. The body is the function, the vehicle. 
You know, it's the truck lifting, towing, picking things up. It's the mechanics. But who's driving that? Well, again, you want to keep this scientific, you want to keep it deep, you want to keep it religious. I'm just saying in general, whether you're a, a, a true blue Catholic or an atheist, whatever you are, who's driving? Imagine if you could see that. And that has no physical form that you can see. It's just this, whatever it is, glowing spirit, you want to call it, looking back at you. And that's inside everybody, all of us. And as much as it's all the same, it's all different because it's a different, uh, I'll use the word soul if you want, it's a different soul. It's a different entity driving. We're all unique, we're all individuals. And we all get put in this machine, which also comes in different shapes and sizes. But that's not it, that's, that's one part as well. Let's say you can switch the lens and there's another part. There's the social part, sort of the skin they put on, the identity they put on. In, in some ways, it's the one they use to, to protect themselves from the world. It may not necessarily be them. A lot of people are not really the true selves. They're protecting themselves by being something else, portraying something else. And you could see that on the inside because you might not even see it on the outside. Uh, I, you know, I could go on and on and on. You could switch the lens again. You could sort of see this shadowy figure. I'll be honest, we all have one. Whatever it is, our fears, emotions and angers, things we have to keep in check, things that actually possibly help us at certain times, help us to be brave, help us to block the fear. That sometimes is, is something, even especially in today's society, we push down. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I do sometimes think it's, it's more so in men, but women too. And I don't mean violence. I don't mean toxic male. I just mean there are things inside us that make us up from, from the time we're a kid and as we evolve when we're older. And it's inside. And a lot of times we bury all that, even though some of that could help us if we could control it and use it at the right times. You know, if you're saving someone or you're trying to be brave to make a speech in front of thousands of people in front of a crowd, or you're going to make that, that big move at work to get the promotion, or you're going to, again, physically lift something off a child, it's, it's, it's fallen on them and you need to, to muster up the strength. Sometimes these things live in that shadow self, you know, and you need to call upon it. And you can't let it out of control. That's called maturity. That's called knowing how to control. And that's, that's in, inside all of us too. I'm sorry. All those dark, awkward fears and all those, all those things that we, we push down, that's also in there. And some people, it's living with them, right, side by side. Some people, it's buried down, and that's probably not a good thing because it's going to come out in the wrong way. And again, you may think I'm getting very hippie and airy-fairy. Whether you think I'm getting religious on you, no, I'm not a Scientologist. Truth be told, I was raised Catholic. Whatever I am now is, is of my own making, my own beliefs, and what I've decided to believe in. And I could say you could flip that lens again, and you could go to a part that you possibly couldn't fathom because we don't like to think about these things. And again, this does sound a bit beyond, but 
It also is kind of based on fact. Everything in the world, energy, energy, it's all based on energy, the universe, the Big Bang, the Earth, walking around, driving a car, a cat jumping off the couch. Everything is movement and energy. It's never stopping. It's never, it's never being shut off. It's always just changing into another form. That's a fact. So imagine that there's that other part too. It's inside all of us. It's just this, this energy. And the fact is, is we're all connected to it. We are all connected. And again, you're like, Jesus Christ, where's this going? I'm just saying, when you, when you, you know, if you're someone who's into science and you understand scientific facts, whether they're portrayed in this way or not, the fact is that they exist. Energy exists. It's in all of us. It's how I'm speaking right now and walking around. And that is sometimes a you need to look at that as, a, as something different that actually connects us all as well. We are all connected by that same thing at every moment, all over the earth. Not, as, not even as humans. That's a physical human thing. It's beyond that. So I'm just saying, before I get into talking about how we identify ourselves and the world's become so divisive with picking a certain thing, a certain ideology, and, and just sticking with that. It makes me sad because we just flipped through all these lenses and saw, you know, how much more we're made up of. And probably more than that, that we can't even fathom. <clears throat> and the fact is, is I do believe we are all made up of that. And beyond your sexual preference, beyond your skin color, beyond your religious belief, beyond what gender you feel you identify as, and it is contradictory to the body you're born in. I believe anything is possible because the human brain is quite complex. And part of that com complexity is emotional complexity, which sets us above again. The emotional complexity can be quite a strength and also uh, work quite against us. Um, so, yes. Beyond that, what's my point? I always tell people this, I believe in the individual. I always do. If you're worried that you're not going to use the right pronoun, you're, you're not going to address someone the right way, or you're awkward, how about you just introduce yourselves and see what their name is? Because when it comes down to that, you ask someone their name, that's pretty safe. And everyone is unique in that way. No matter how we identify, some things we can change, some things we can't. There is more to you than just the one thing or one piece of everything. Sexuality, religion, race. We are so many different things. Some people can sing. Some people can play the piano. Some people can act. Some people are amazing athletes. Some people are all these things. Everyone is an individual with an individual amazing mix and spirit. That is what I will always see and that's what I think will protect us all from the madness right now of everyone getting so upset at each other and so triggered. We are all an individual and always will be. And that is first and foremost. And then, of course, the other parts of that make you up as well. And you can celebrate those. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Of course you can and, and should. Celebrate your culture in, in every way possible and how you dress and your food. We all do that. All cultures, by the way. And 
that in itself is a beautiful thing. And this is why I don't, I don't like people feeding us the rhetoric and the bullshit and trying to divide everyone and saying that you must be in this camp and it must be divisive and you must be identified as this. <clears throat> I can't stand that. If you envision yourself in a certain way, the image of yourself, how you perceive yourself, I'll respect that. I do. I have no problem with that. <clears throat> if you want to use certain words to describe yourself, I have no problem with that. Even though those words originally, again, are used in the world to describe certain things so we can keep some sort of logic in the world, I'll do that. Whether it's he, she, or they, I'll do that. I respect that. I'll respect you for that. But if we're getting in discussion, we're going to get in discussion about that, and you were to ask me certain things about what I believe, or we're going to get into that, and it's going to get into facts and logic and science. I will not bow down. I will not. I cannot. I'm here to respect you as a human, as I would anybody. I believe in us respecting each other. But I will not buy into something that's not based on science and truth. And I don't want to get into that right here, but... If you think that's fair and you acknowledge that and we can move on and still be friends, I think the world will be better for it in every, every way, shape, and form. Don't push it into the culture and try to change words that already have a meaning, though. Don't try to make it a law. Don't try to persecute those also who may feel that they don't feel comfortable using that. Now, I'm not saying that they should disrespect you. Nobody should disrespect anybody. But don't come in all hot having an argument and spouting rhetoric and screaming at the top of your lungs being a maniac. Are there a lot of those? Fucking, there are a lot of those. And again, I think there's a separate issue. I think there's a huge generation out there that has a lot of emotional problems. And then all of this gets mixed up with it. It shouldn't be. The choice to be what you want to be should be yours and yours alone. Now, having said all that, having said I believe that we are all individuals and we can be so many different things. When it comes down to respect, you need to respect things where many other people are involved. Other genders, other races. And in this case, I'm going to talk about with Leah Thomas, the swimmer. I'm going to talk about this because I do think it involves something that is hurting a group of people. I'm not even that group, but I can see it and I hope others can see it too. And I hope people can have a discussion about this because right now it seems like they can't. People are just getting upset. Especially the media and politicians, it's making me sick. They're the worst bullshitters on earth. They won't just fucking say it. Say the truth and just get down to it. Get down to the bone of it and just let's get past this. Here's the facts. And again, the facts don't care about your feelings. Whatever the perception of your self-image is, is fine. But the fact is, when it comes to something like a competition of sports, all they do is count the numbers. That's what a competition is. I'm not getting it into the kids, the parents who give the kid 23rd place and celebrate them. That's fine if they're like, if they're like three. When it starts to get into something where they're passionate about it, and they want to be the best they can be, and they're competing against others who are also in that same sport, 
training to be the best they can be. There can only be first, second, and third. There can only be one winner. It doesn't mean the others have failed or they're bad. They just try harder. They're also amazing. They're all amazing athletes, yes. But these parents that celebrate all the kids, have, you're all great. I think you're pushing it when it starts getting to the teenage years. Or just then get them out of sports altogether, all right? If, you, if that upsets you or, or, or offends your delicate nature, you need to put them in art class or something, something more subjective, something to bring out their artistic side. Because in competition, I'm sorry to say, it is specifically about the numbers. It is specifically about fairness. It is specifically about an even playing field. That is sports. You take two individuals on an even playing field who are both in the same sport, training in the same way to get to the same point. One is faster. It's as simple as that. One wins, one loses. If it's a team sport, same thing. It's all about the numbers, baseball, statistics. That's all they do is count the numbers. It is based on numbers. Now, when you interrupt this and you change the parameters, it is not fair. And why can't people just say that? Why can't people say that without getting, getting upset or the media just keeps spouting rhetoric that, that anyone that brings that up is the fucking devil? The fact is, Leah Thomas, born a biological male, now identifies as a female, that is fine. The problem is, she has chosen a sport where an even playing field and fairness matters. And it's not about self-image or perception of self. Biology matters. I am sorry. Barry, a man and a woman, in a thousand years you dig them up, you'll be able to identify them as male and female. Down to your DNA. A different endocrine system, nervous system, bigger heart, bigger lungs. That's the male form. Muscle strands. There are biological factors that never change. No amount of hormones are going to change that. They may shift that, but there are certain advantages, especially if it's a male entering a female sport, that is not going to change. I'm sorry. That can be argued scientifically all the way to the end. So all the people that would now yell at me with rhetoric and start having a fit, I have nothing to say except I will keep repeating the same thing, which I can prove scientifically. And then I ask them to just simply acknowledge that. And if they don't, I have to assume this person has a mental illness, illness or emotional problem blocking logic. And from there on, I can't help them. But the fact is, is I really think this is an area... They just need to think about it. And the people who are in charge need to grow a pair and just make some rules that will keep it fair for everybody. Not trying to keep anybody out of sports. There is not a single trans person in America who's ever been kept out of sports. That is a fact. Nobody has been kept out of sports or sidelined or ridiculed. That's a fact. But what's coming up now is just based on fairness. And why, we, why can't we have that conversation about fairness? When the biological male gets in that pool, I don't care what hormones you've pumped him up with. The fact is, 
is that nervous system and those muscle strands and that heart and those lungs and that reach. By the way, um, uh, Leah is, was as a male a big dude and is now a big girl. Okay? Huge reach. And in swimming, that's an advantage. Of course it is. When you're in that pool and the time difference is up to three seconds, that's an eternity. That is an eternity in the pool. Three seconds margin. You've beaten the girl next to you by. I don't care how hard she trains. Maybe, yes, maybe. Maybe on a fringe, on a one chance. But it, wouldn't, it was, still wouldn't be fair. Three seconds is an eternity. That girl and all the girls before her, dreaming, dreaming of being in the pool that day, their hopes are already dashed by that margin because of the physical advantage. So why are we even arguing about this? I just don't get it. I can't stand the bullshit. I can't stand the bullshit. All right? As I said at the beginning of this, I literally don't give a shit what you do. Live and let live. I, I have no problem with that. But don't, don't press your view on something or your narrative in a world where the entire point of it is based on biological fairness. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, in the world of sports, that will never change. That's the entire point of it. So there's a little girl training right now, biological girl, training her ass off. She's going to get in a pool one day and she's going to get beaten by a trans woman and she's going to have no chance. Scholarship to college gone. You think I'm making this shit up? This shit will happen because you are now changing the game. You're now setting the bar further with an unfair advantage. So how hard is it? How hard is it, folks? Of course, everyone should still have the ability to compete. Nobody's being kept out, but let's be honest. There needs to be a trans league. You need to put the individuals who are on an even playing field in the pool, in the same even playing field, and then the world can move on and sports can move on and we can enjoy that. And little girls can have hope and get in that pool win one day, win based on the fact that they are the best and they've trained and they trained and they were in a pool with other girls who are also exceptional and who have trained, who are amazing. And next time one of them might beat her. And that, that is the, why people stand up and parents stand up and they're cheering and they get so excited and the girl gets out and she's excited and she wins the gold medal at the Olympics because it'll be coming in the Olympics folks too. That's on the world stage. Imagine that. You've worked your whole life. You're in the Olympics. You're on the world stage. What a triumphant moment. How shitty would it feel if it were based on something that wasn't, fail because, wasn't fair because someone had a biological advantage and the people running the competition allow it because they're afraid to have this conversation because they think they're going to get canceled. By who? By who? Money. Money is all I can think of. Which, again, that's another topic. Makes me sad. Money just drives everything. Yeah, I, I am that guy that believes that. I do believe a lot of things are fair. Life, I do. But in some ways, I think this world is so corporate-driven, it's sickening. And, and yeah, maybe that's what they're afraid of. It's all about money. Um, because I, I don't think cancel culture is coming for the swimming league, but maybe they are. You know, It's not like a celebrity. You're not going to cancel them. They won't be popular. Oh, you're not popular now. It must be about, about money and, and backing like that. And 
And that's sad because that's, again, someone not, they need to grow a spine and stand up for the other females in the pool. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. A male league, female, and trans. What's wrong with that? I think that makes perfect sense. And, and that competition can be totally legit, and they can feel proud. They can feel proud that they beat someone else on an even playing field. And with the correct rules, too, because, by the way, the, the rules keep changing. You know, it's hard to keep up. Imagine that. When the rules keep changing, you're bound by these rules. You know, God knows, you know, there's rules about not taking drugs. Man, athletes have gone through shit for years about that. Workout pure and, and, and you know, certain diets, certain things. Obviously, no, no drugs or, or certain types of drugs that are allowed, whatever. Uh, performance enhancing. Uh, but then the rules keep changing, especially for the trans athletes. How long you have to be on hormones, you know, how long for. And, and, and I'm sorry, but that's affecting it yet again if you make it longer or shorter. And still, still, it doesn't matter, again, how many hormones you pump into someone. You can mutilate their genitals. You can, it doesn't change the fact that down to their physiological core, they have physical, biological advantages as a male. That's never going to change. So come up with some specific rules. Have a trans league. The world's your oyster. So, look, I know it took me a while to get there, but that's all I had to say. I just wanted to have a chat about that because it's a, it's a subject that I think is it's going to get worse and it's going to get out of hand because no one will have that, that real honest discussion. A real honest discussion. Nobody. And you, keep look, you keep looking to politicians or the government or the Supreme Court. Who are you looking to? Who are you looking to? Those people won't even have the discussion. Some of those people won't even front up and, and just say the honest truth because they're afraid. They're afraid of getting canceled, I guess. They're afraid of losing their job. Everyone's afraid of losing their job. Fucking A. Everyone's afraid of losing their job. Christ. Maybe we should listen to the homeless. I swear, I'm going to start interviewing the homeless because they probably have the most to say because they got nothing to lose, baby. They'll tell you the truth. World's fucked up. <laughs> That's what they'll tell you. So, anyway, that's what I think. And, you know, as always, live and let live. Enjoy. But uh, be good to each other. And um, see you later. Bye.